family moved into town, and they do what most families do, they went looking for a church. And they found a church that was exactly suited to what they wanted and were looking for. So they began attending regularly, and they became very involved in the life of the congregation. One fall Sunday, there was a potluck. It was praised highly. She always received compliments for it. Placed it on a beautiful crystal platter. And when they got ready for church that morning, she put on her best outfit and fixed her hair. Her husband said to her as they got into the car, Honey, you look so nice this morning. And she balanced the platter on her lap all the way to church, and she went in and she set it down on the table. Greeting her friends, they all went into church, and after came out, and the woman was so proud of what she had put on that table. She felt it like it was the best of what she had to give. She looked up and down, chatting with her friends in line, and didn't see the salad anywhere. And she was a bit perplexed as to where it would have gone. So she went into the kitchen, and there it was, in the sink, in the garbage disposal. The woman was crushed. She asked, what, what happened? Why did you throw this away to the woman who was in charge? To which the woman looked at her and said, oh, we don't do those kinds of dishes at our church. The woman began to cry. She left the, out in a rush, her family following her. Through tears in the car, she told her husband and children what had happened. And they were equally as hurt. They never darkened the door of that church again. They found another parish. This one was very accommodating, and they felt like they had a home. They were accepted for who they were, and every gift that was offered was brought in and given gratitude. They felt like they had finally found a place where they would be welcomed. Perhaps you have felt that way in your own life in the church or in an organization. You join a club thinking it's going to be the place that you will finally find people who think and feel and like you do, only to be disappointed or hurt, or both. So today in the Gospel reading, when John runs up and interrupts Jesus in the middle of his teaching, teacher, teacher, you know, like a tattletale, they're doing something that they ought not to be, or this man here is healing people. Jesus flips it back on them and says, it's okay. It's okay. If you're doing something in my name, there's no reason for that person to be told they're less than. So often we find that we don't want to change. We want things to remain the same. We want the same people to be in charge of the same committees. And when someone new comes 
Sometimes we look askance at them. Why are they here? What do they want? Is this going to take away some of my power? But Jesus teaches us that there's enough power for everyone. There's enough work to be done in the church that we can all have a place. That's hard for people to understand sometimes. It's hard because we don't like to change. We don't want the status quo to be rocked. When Bishop Gibbs was the Bishop of Michigan, and I know he was a curate here, we were at a clergy conference one night, and he turned to all of the clergy sitting at his feet, raptly in attention, and said, he said to us, there are some words I don't like to hear in the church, and they are, we've never done it that way. And I have to agree. Fortunately, here, we don't feel that way. We are willing to change and be new people because we are changed individuals by knowing God and knowing the love of Christ. If a church says, we've never done it that way, they may as well lock the doors and turn out the lights because that is a church that's not interested in growing. Any organization that feels that way is one that is dying. And like I said, we're lucky here. We don't have those people in leadership. We're fortunate that everyone wants something better. And if things are working, we keep on keeping on. But if things need to be tweaked, we certainly go ahead and make those changes. Because... Jesus never stands still, and we won't stand still either. It is difficult to think about change. No one likes to change, and that's why we have traditions. That's why we have the tradition of the prayer book and the hymnal. But sometimes, change is forced upon us. Certainly in this pandemic, change was forced upon us. There was a few weeks ago an article written by Will Willimon and Stanley Hauerwas. And they, Will Willimon is a bishop in the Methodist Church, and uh, Stanley Hauerwas is a professor of ethics. Well, they railed against the clergy. They went on and on and on about how awful clergy are. And boy, did they get a lot of flack for that. <laughs> Telling people, that they weren't willing to try new things, that they were afraid, that they weren't going to preach things that were controversial. Well, I don't come to church to be harangued. I come to church to be uplifted. But I also know that in the last year and a half, the majority of clergy I know have worked very, very hard. All of those in leadership in the church have worked very, very hard. And we've had to all together learn to be light and limber, willing to change on a dime. And for that, I am grateful. I have not heard anyone say to me, well, we've never done it that way. Because it is if God took everything and threw it up in the air in March of 2020, 
and things were, have not been the same since. But we have carried on. We have followed our Lord and Savior. And sometimes it's been hard to trust. And sometimes it's been difficult to understand why things are the way they are. Why this pandemic won't go away. Why we have to wear masks in church. Why we can't gather. But the thing is, is that when we all come together and work together, that is how we're going to end the pandemic. When we stay strong with one another and don't start infighting, not that we are, I'm, I want to assure you, there is, there is no controversy here, there is no conflict, unless you're not telling me something. <laughs> we are really a very strong parish. And I am so darn proud of us that every week we have come together and we have worshipped and laughed and even cried. We've watched weddings be postponed and memorial services. But through it all, we have stayed strong and stayed together. That's what Jesus is talking about when he addresses John and says, it'll be okay. Let him be. And those are the hardest words to hear. It will be okay. We're just going to let it be. But at the same time, we're not going to rest on our laurels and we're not going to think about what was. We're going to continue to plan for the future. The vestry voted to upgrade the organ system. We're fixing the stained glass. All of those things we have done in the middle of a pandemic. And God darn it, I am proud of us. We deserve to have a pat on the back because without our support for one another and our love and care for this place, we wouldn't be anywhere. Rockford is fortunate to have us because we are a bastion of faith and love and kindness and compassion to everyone. We just need to spread the love out and let people know that they can come in at any time through the doors, and we are so glad that they are here. That we will never turn anyone away. We will never tell anyone, no, your idea isn't any good. We may want to massage it a little. But we listen with respect and dignity to all ideas. So, thank you. I, I want to thank you again. The vestry, the congregation, everyone, we are chugging along. And it seems as if this pandemic will never end. And there are days it feels like it won't. But I remain committed to our parish, to our city, and to our community that we will get through this. And that when we're finished, we will be stronger not only in this place, but in this city. And our faith will become stronger with one another. Amen. Amen.